God is faithful to what he's promised. And he never promised you would not experience grief. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So I'd given a talk at a Steubenville conference. It was uh, one of the only conferences in the summer because of COVID and everything being locked down. So they live streamed it and whatnot. And in the middle of that conference, uh, I gave a talk and it was um, entitled, uh, Hope Does Not Disappoint. Um, it comes from St. Paul's letter to the Romans where it talks about our afflictions that uh, produce character. Character produces hope and hope does not disappoint. And in the midst of that, I had to make a confession and I'm making this confession to you as well. I think to the best of my memory, and my awareness of self, I have never been disappointed in God. No, that doesn't mean I've never been disappointed. That doesn't mean you're like, oh sure father, because he gives you everything you want. Like, no, no, that's, that's, that's not the case. Um, I have been massively disappointed in my life. I have, um, yeah, just like every other human being, I've experienced the heartbreak of life and um, loss and uh, suffering. Let me clarify this one. There are many people watching this, listening to this, who have suffered far greater than I have. And so um, you have, you've had greater disappointments, you've had greater wounds and greater uh, losses than I have. So I'm not like saying like I'm in the race for, for like winning that. I have experienced the suffering of life like everyone has, but I've never been disappointed in God. And I think that's important. Every one of us will experience disappointment. Every one of us will experience the frustration and sadness and grief. Like that's, that's coming to every single one of us. We don't have to all experience this thing called disappointment in God. Because we keep saying this, God is faithful. And I believe with everything I have, everything I am, that that is 100% true, that God is faithful. He has this steadfast love for you that he will never let you down. He will never break a promise. You say, but yeah, but he let all these things happen to me. What, how, what do you mean God is faithful? I have this grief. I have this loss. I have this suffering. What do you mean God is faithful? I say God is faithful to what he's promised. And he never promised you would not experience grief. This is the, this is the, the thing that can maybe the hard word today for all of us to, to hear. But, but if, if, we, if we get this wrong, then we get God wrong. If we get this wrong, then it's fine for a while while we don't experience a lot of grief, while we don't experience suffering, while we don't experience disappointment. But if we get it wrong, at some point we're going to experience loss and grief and disappointment and it'll be so hard we think, wait a second, I've thought, I've mistakenly thought that God promised me peace in this world. I, I mistakenly thought that if I followed him, then he would give me what I asked for. I mistakenly thought that if I prayed to him, he would always deliver me from the immediate difficulty. That's not true. Because he never promised to, he never promised to do that. God is faithful. He's always faithful to his promises, and he never, as the song says, never promised you a rose garden. He never promised me a rose garden. He never promised to deliver us from every snare and every pain and every wound and every grief and loss. He did promise something, though. He, he promised that in the midst of the grief, and in the midst of the loss, in the midst of the pain, that he would be there. Now, you might say, well, <laughs> this is a small consolation. And I'd say, that's the point, right? So you say, okay, so he is going to um, be present, but he's not going to take it away. Like, that's, <laughs> thanks a lot, God. And I, again, let me 
clarify this. I get that. Like I understand that. That frustration of like what good is it if I still experience this awful evil but also have God? <laughs> well, what that does is it highlights what we really want. It highlights even why we even come to God. Some of us came to God because um, we were compelled or you know, drawn by the truth, you know, convicted by the truth of who he is. Some of us were drawn to God by his goodness. Some of us were drawn to God by his beauty. Some of us were drawn to God by his mercy. And some of us may have been drawn to God by the mistaken, mistaken notion that if I follow him, I'll be free of pains in this life. And if that's the case, then we have to be delivered from that mistaken notion. Because what it reveals is that actually I would rather have the gift than the giver. I'd rather have the, um, this, this deliverance than the deliverer. You know, it's so interesting. If you go to when Jesus, God himself, was incarnate and living on, the, walking on this earth, walking on this planet, when he, just, when he brought his disciples around him, he, didn't, he did not promise them uh, peace. Sorry, let's clarify. He said, a peace that the world doesn't offer. I, I give you peace, but it's not a peace that the world offers. Like it's, it's, it's not um, like that you'd be free of trial or free of pain. In fact, he says, if you want to be my disciple, you have to do three things. You have to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow after me. Jesus is saying, if you want to be a Christian, these are like kind of three of the main ingredients. It's not um, do whatever you want, uh, avoid every cross, and kind of just uh, don't follow me, I guess. Jesus is saying, no, the heart of discipleship is deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow after me. In fact, you think about the actual promises of Jesus. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. That's, that's the, um, you think I've come to bring peace? No, I've come to bring division. I've come to bring the sword. You, come to, you, you, you think that because you belong to me, everyone will love you. No, actually, there will be many who will mock you and persecute you and drag you before kings and governors because of your faith in me. That Jesus makes it very, very clear. Again, the word that comes back to me again and again is, is his words of just like talking to the people. And he's not being, he, he, listen, he's not being like me right now. He's not being kind of like, oh, by the way, it's, life's going to really stink. He's talking to people that he absolutely loves. These are people he's going to die for. These are people that he's going to send his Holy Spirit upon because he wants to be with them forever. And he says, in this world, you will have trouble. That's the promise. He doesn't stop there though. He says, but take heart, take courage, because I will overcome the world. Now, right now, in your life right now, you might experience disappointment, loss, grief, all those, that incredible sorrow. That might be you right now. You might be disappointed in, in life. But my invitation is, please do not be disappointed in God. That in the midst of your grief, that that can't take your faith. That in the midst of your sorrow, you don't also lose your hope. That in the midst of, of this great incredible pain, you don't let it take your trust. Because Jesus promised, you, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in the midst of your pain, I will be there. In the midst of the flood, I will be there. In the midst of the fire, I will be there. Not necessarily to take you out of the flood, not necessarily to deliver you from the fire, but to be in the fire with you. 
What's Christ's last promise? Behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Maybe I was just trusting in the idea, the false promise that no one made, that I wouldn't experience these sorrows. Or am I trusting in him? Or am I trusting, Lord, I know there will be floods. I know you've promised there would be, that the winds will blow and buffet my house, that it might even collapse, but then you will be there. The question my faith has to ask is, is that enough? You will be there, Lord. The question my love has to ask is, will that be enough? He will be there. The question my hope has to ask and answer is, he will be there. Will that be enough? Because if it is enough, there will be pain. There will be disappointment but there will be no disappointment in God because he will always, always be there. Right now, as you're listening to this, as you're watching this, he is there for you right now. Turn to him. Trust in him, love him, and hope in him. For all of us at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. Hope in the Lord.